<laughs> Good morning and welcome to the latest edition of the Estate Agents podcast. Um, good morning, Stephen. Luke, how are we? Good, good, thank you. Good, thank you. Looking forward to another disappointing afternoon with Leicester beating Spurs and Arsenal coming above Spurs and Spurs finishing ninth. Sums up our season. Sums up being well, a a Middlesex fan, a Hereford fan, and a Spurs fan—all in week, all in one weekend. Mate, I would say that you've had four good seasons, which is probably more than you had in the previous fifty years of um, supremacy in North London. So, hope you enjoyed it while it lasts, um, Luke. I'm um, absolutely backing the uh, the Foxes this afternoon. I hope you can um, do us proud. Um, that's, of course, if we. Um, if we manage to beat, who is it? We've got Brighton, is it? Brighton and Hove? Or something? Yeah. yeah. Off the back of a win against Man City as well. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, mate, it's all still up in the air, isn't it? But um, I'm glad you're finding life as a Middlesex, Hereford and Spurs fan as shit as I am as an Arsenal fan for the last 10 years. you just got to laugh. you just got to... this. This will make you laugh. So I went to Wembley yesterday um, and we sat with nice, quiet seats, all by ourselves, minding our own business, and then all the Hereford firm come and decide to sit in front or stand in front of us, causing absolute mayhem. And um, one of the stewards from Spurs that I've known for years is a supervisor, was a supervisor at Wembley, and she saw me and she comes over, like, what are you doing here? So I have a nice chat with her. In the 92nd minute, in added time, Hornchurch have scored their 2-1 up. She comes over to me. She goes, it's like deja vu. You support another club that it happens to them. They come to Wembley and they manage losing. It's incredible. I thought, thank you. Yep, done it. Done it again. And then um, one of the Hereford supporters got really frustrated and he started kicking the seat. And literally one of their supporters came up to them Slapped him four times, said, behave yourself, now on your way. This is like the elder the elder statesman in their firm. It's quite funny, actually. I got little Joel looking at them thinking, oh, my good God, what's going on? I think that's more entertaining than the game, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so, so it's fun. So let's have a look before, before we get on with the estate agency stuff. Let's have a little bit of a prediction. Leicester Spurs. Who's at home? Leicester. Three nil Leicester. <laughs> Sorry, Siri. Siri's having her say. Leicester, Leicester at home. I, I'll give that. I think Spurs have got some fire in their belly, and they definitely don't want St. Totteringham's Day to come again, even if it is the last day of the season. I'm going to say it'll be tight. I, I think. I think two one Leicester, Luke. Oh, I'm. I'm not confident, given. Uh, we seem to bottle it when sometimes it matters, obviously, apart from our championship winning season. Um, the FA Cup. After the great, after the greatest escape, yeah. And how many lives did we have in the Chelsea game with VAR and things? So, um, <laughs> that you still won it. That's all that matters. So, um, I, I'm confident that we'll get a win, but I think it'll be tight. I, th I think Leicester will want us to have squeaky bombs throughout the game. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a tight 2-1 for sure. Um, and this is going to shock you. I I think Brighton are going to go the... I think I, I, I think it doesn't matter what happens at the Leicester game. I honestly think Brighton will... I, I think... I'm not going to say they'll turn us over, but I, I think they'll get a draw. I, I've just got this horrible, niggling feeling that... Um, people don't want to hear about our predictions. They want to learn sure. stuff about a state agency, Andy Overman. So, okay, I'm bored about football. That's yesterday. Did, did you know, Mr. Did you know, Mr. Brown? It's our three-year anniversary. Is it? It's wow. our three, and it's a three-year anniversary. And and uh, I'm gutted that you can't even remember what the anniversary is about. Oh well, obviously today, today we were in Australia. Ah. Well, we were on our way. We were on our way to uh, to, to Australia. Yeah, incredible, isn't it? That was Absolutely. that was amazing, amazing, amazing trip. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to piggyback on the back of that, Luke, because one of the things that is prevalent in Australian real estate agency is um, something that I think we've all got into ourselves, uh, mid middle-aged men, um, and that's that it's not just about learning and it's not just about um, 
what you're doing in, in the classroom in terms of evolving and bringing new ideas to the business and continually learning and checking and challenging but it's also about your mental and physical health as well and physical health is something that's um that spurred us all on this week i, I saw a picture on facebook earlier today um is that a bloody peloton in your house yeah it's been gathering dust for um about three years <laughs> um stacy stacy to give her credit has she's been she's been using it so I thought, you know what, you need to get your ass out of bed this morning and um, and actually and actually uh, clip into it and and have a go. So I actually really really enjoyed it. And just after one session, I could see what all the fuss is about with the pelotons, um, and just with the video coaching. And, and I thought perhaps I'm not going to like the pre-recorded coaching, thinking, oh, it's a bit like watching a rerun of something. But um, you, you you kind of feel like you're actually there anyway, um, and it's live. So. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely brilliant. But um, uh, but again, just the ordering process was easy. Um, and then they sent a nice little gift box in the post prior, um, which gave you a special code so you could order some Peloton um, gear, um, albeit just a T-shirt, but I'm sure it gets into it. But again, it's just another little touch point. Again, trying to create those brand ambassadors, isn't it? And create those raving fans. Great touch uh, point and a great subliminal upsell as well yeah 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 <laughs> you know well absolutely i mean you're going to post your your pick your selfie aren't you probably you've just got this fantastic new device in in, in your house and you've got your peloton t-shirt on Bri brilliant advertising very clever very clever but again they want their raving fans and mm -hmm. again what can again anything like that i always think what can you take from it um as an agent to create your to create your own raving fans um for it so i mean one of the last week after we finished um with Stephen, uh tom mcgee sent through a podcast and i know we talk about podcasts of the week and things like that but he sent for a particular one which involved uh sir john timpson uh so uh timpson senior and that's with roger lane smith and sir john timpson the inspiring leadership podcast uh roger lane smith is a lawyer um so he, apparently he built the largest law firm in the world, DLA, which now acts as a consultant to a wide range of businesses that benefit from his expertise. And obviously, uh, Sir John Timpson doesn't need much of an introduction, but well worth an hour of anyone's time. And thank you, Tom, for sending that through because I started listening to it, uh, went out to walk the dog and the dog got an extra, extra half an hour walk um, just to finish off listening to it um because i was that intrigued with listening to it so um it was it was a great listen um and one of the kind of key takeaways it was about um and particularly they mentioned about lawyers lawyers are great lawyers but are they necessarily great businessmen or business people or business women um because they've never been trained to do that um again it, i think a lot of that relates to a state agency so you get a lot of great negotiators but do they necessarily make great valuers great listers and do great listers and great values great make great managers and great business owners not not all the time um but also some of that is then lacking just because you've been a great negotiator doesn't mean you've got that skill set to then go to being a great lister you've got to develop that skill set just because you uh, and i think this is part of the problem in that in our industry possibly in that you get um agents that feel like they've reached the 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 top of their game as a negotiator but then equally then want to be the branch manager but they're not ready for it um because the business hasn't got them ready for it so again what are people doing in their business in order to help people grow and have they got a plan with each of their colleagues in uh like a personal development personal development plan in order to help them grow and i thought that that was a way of of kind of segueing into into agency and listening to all of these things so you can relate to majority of businesses that you're involved in and i think as an industry we uh, and i'm sure many other industries we were really guilty of of doing that and not and not developing and training our colleagues in order to be the best versions of them and then stepping into the new shoes i thought when i was at my previous um place of of work um that i was fairly geared up um to you know i was you know, a lot of people said i thought you were the face of that business i thought you were you know it was yours or you were running it i have to say that i've not and that was part of the reason for needing the break from the podcast for a few weeks um i've that it's a baptism of fire isn't it when you suddenly start becoming responsible for other people's wages other people's livelihoods other people's career paths 
um, and the buck stops with you, I, I, I realized that I wasn't in, a, in the place that I thought I was in terms of being ready for it. I'm incredibly grateful for, um, you know, the support that I've had with you guys, with certainly with Assad and Vicky. Um, and that, that's part of the journey. It's the, you know, I, I posted the other day, I think I've, I've listened now to over, I'm not a great reader. So I've listened to over 450 hours of audible learning in the last six months. Now I, I, I hadn't done that for the previous 15 years. Um, and it's, it's this, this physical side as well. Now the health kick side of it, it's, you know, a, a long conversation with Assad in the leadership meeting this week and, and, and Vicky, you know, what, what good are you if you're at the top of your game mentally, but physically you're fucked. Yeah. And it's true, isn't it? So uh, I've committed, um, I've committed to the gym. I've committed to to them both that I'm, I'm I will attend the gym th between three and four times a week, depending on family and schedule. Um, and in return, um, Assad has has got me a personal trainer for the next twelve months weekly to keep me on track and 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 on plan and keep me you know keep me accountable. So I think everybody's on a different path. And 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 what what I've learned is that I I wasn't anywhere near prepared. Um, for the for, for my next chapter uh, and it's made me very very conscious of making sure that everybody around me is um particularly abby so um you know lettings will be the next step for us imminently um fortunately the the the, the covid excuse for hmrc and everybody else banks and building societies people getting their ass into gear to allow us to do what we want to do that seems to be uh we, we seem to have overcome that now so lettings will be the next step and you know, we, we, we're going to get let, uh, we'll get um, Abby f fully, um, fully arled up, um, uh, as will I. So, yeah. and I know in the past, again, that's stepping you out of your comfort zone because you've never been involved in lettings before, really. I might, I'd be the first to admit, I flaming hate lettings. You'd be the first to run a mile. Yeah, but if the business is going to gain any real yeah. value. Yeah, but isn't that but isn't that quite interesting? How how now you've now got your business owner's hat on. Suddenly, your map of the world changes. That now lettings is is obviously a business option that you need to explore, and yet that there's so many people involved in agency that are not going to deal with that. They they're very selective in what they want to do, and rather than looking at the big, bigger picture for for the actual business. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is it, 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 massive and and you're always on that i think you're always on that learn on that learning curve um again just going back to um james timpson in that podcast on, on the high performance podcast he he makes reference that he doesn't know it all so he goes to people like julian richer um for advice and, and this is a guy that's got four thousand shops yeah so he, he he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't know it all at all. So um, I mean, Matt, I mean, you've done really really well with what you've achieved so far, and everyone knows it's not it's not hard work and it's not a nine to five job, and I don't think a nine to five job exists anymore. No, there's there's, there's a couple of things. Firstly, Andy, welcome back. I think you should be incredibly proud of what you've achieved. So not just about what you're doing with the gym, it's. For everybody listening or watching, I think it's phenomenal watching your journey and looking at, you know, it is a roller coaster and looking at the ups and looking at the downs. But, you know, you look at your smoking, okay, 2,000 hours given up smoking, absolutely phenomenal. You know, you've realized that this is your business and that you've got to, you know, walk up and down the streets, you know, to get your name out there. Your, your marketing is there. It doesn't come easy with what you're doing um you know look you mentioned australia and um, you know we were fortunate also to go to, to, to san francisco as well um i mean i actually think in the last four years i've most probably learned more in my career 
than I did in the previous 30 odd years. Uh, all the different agencies of the one agency I work with and the commercial stuff that I did and the investment stuff. And that just goes to show, I think, with technology now, there's so many things, Andy, you touched on the audio books, you know, absolutely phenomenal. You know, and there's podcasts as well. And, you know, Lou, you talk about podcasts of the week. There's one, Andy, that I want you to listen to that I don't know if you um, if you listen to this week, but it's um, Sam Hunter's and Mark Worrell's one and they did a podcast with a chap called Damien Merry at Fine and Country, uh-huh. um, who's just come over from America. Um, he's, been doing it, he's been doing it for six months. He's already got 14 instructions. He's at the high end of a, high end of a property market, so million pound plus. Um, right. And really interesting journey, well worth everybody listening to about what he bought in from America over here, the stuff that he learned and has taken away from from um, Sean Newman. And for me, you know, I think you touched on it now, every day is a learning day, you know, and I'm, and I'm still learning new things. And I was doing some training, training this week on um, buyer management. And one of the questions that I came across that I don't think I've ever asked um, before it's let's just say a property comes on the market you're getting a phone inquiry on one two three Leicester Street um, and I really like this question so what did you see in the marketing that created an interest in this home for you okay now I don't know if you've ever asked that question um, but I actually like that because again you're taking on people's emotions mm. and then blow up you know how is that different to the home you are in now now I can't personally remember ever asking that question or ever being asked that question. But again, it's different. It makes you stand out. Um, so I like that. Thought it was thought it was a good thought it was a good question. But let me throw open a question to you both then. So one of the comments that 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 we've had back from the people that um, have sold with us. Um, and and so we've I, th- I, I can't remember that I think it's 28 listings now one came on and off the market didn't sell um, because they lost the one they wanted to buy but everything else is now sold by the one that's going to property launch next week so our clearance rate is like 95 percent everybody that's de- dealt with us has said how phenomenal the marketing is like we literally get it here there and everywhere how would you convey that to a potential vendor how would you get how you know as as an emerging business with um with no high street you know shop window so to speak how would you get that message out there um let, let, let's just so our property launch this week i had a phone call yesterday from somebody whose property went on the market with a competitor this week a day earlier a day or two earlier than I put mine on and we got the message out there that we had taken it on and within 24 hours we were it extended property launch by three hours and we were then almost fully booked so we're now 10 till 3 we've got 25 showings on that property this coming Saturday um all proceedable buyers and the, the person that phoned me on Saturday morning was like, look, I went on with this agent because they promised this, they were going to do this. Can we just ask how, you know, you, you're 10 till 12 and you're nearly fully booked. What does that mean? And I said, well, actually, if you if you look at it, we've just extended it for three hours because 10 till 12 is booked. So in real terms, we had 15,000 social media reach. The property performed 916% better than similar listings on Right Move, And we're fully booked property launch with um within 48 hours and that's 25 25 showings next saturday okay so there you go okay so here's what i would do okay so i would have a a sheet of a property so go property address the asking price the buyer's name the achieved price the source of a buyer and then the vendor's name and telephone number so I would ask your vendors that you sold for if they would be happy to be act as a referee for you. And then with their permission, I would give their name and number out. 
And I would say, look, since we've started six months ago, these are the 27 properties that are either exchanged completed under offer. Please don't take my word for it. As Chris says, please give them a call and speak to all these people and ask them how many of them will be called? None. What a powerful message is it to say, look, you know, all these people will talk to you about what we did to get them the best outcome for their property and how we did it. Okay. Case studies. Chris, you know, Chris says, you know, don't fall into a trap of telling your story and making you the hero. It's all about making the vendor of a potential buyer the hero. You're just a guide. Okay. Love that. Okay. Those 25 people were people who will get that word out for you. Thanks, Tom. But not overnight. It's a test match, not a 2020. And that, that is my problem, Tom. As Asad and Vicky will say in every meeting that we, we, we have together, um, bloody hell, Andy, have you, you know, have you, have you not just looked over your shoulder to see how far we've come? Yes, I have, but I still want more, lots more, um, lots, lots more. So I guess yeah, some of it's impatient. And, and, we, and we all do. I would ask for, you know, get these people to act as your referees for you, mm. you know, put their name and number down, obviously, with their permission. I think that's really, really powerful. You know? Yeah. And this is what we're doing. And then you can add, you know, one of the things I know Luke's taken on board and done and it looks amazing is, you know, his negotiated offers as well from first offer to asking price. And I think from memory, Luke, it's about £12,000 per property. You've negotiated, your business has negotiated on behalf of your vendors this year, or I think it was in one month, which is, which, which is exceptional. Yeah, uh, again, that was from that was from a suggestion that you made about again we're professional negotiators. So, can you prove that? Can you demonstrate it? Can you quantify it? So, again, it's not about us. It's about making sure we put more money in the owner's back pocket. So, during the months of April and uh, first two weeks in May, we negotiated an extra one million pounds in property sales, and um, that wasn't just offers. That was that actually we issued memorandum of sale on. Um, that averaged out at just over £12,000 or 3.37% from first offer to um, to the last offer uh, that we negotiated. So uh, I think there's the other part, just as just to chip in with what you were talking about there, Andy, is that you've got your secret source as to what's getting those exceptional results. So that needs to form part of the case study. So clients can see what is the common theme running throughout. So it's your it's your um it's your launching strategy it's your social media reach it's it's your professional photos that you're having done it's your matterports it's your virtual viewings it's your bio qualifications and all of these things that have got all the ticks in the boxes there there's what's actually getting the 25 viewings so then the agent that isn't doing the the matterport isn't doing the bio qualification isn't doing uh, the the sexy photos that are going to make it lickable for people to appeal to um Again, again, don't forget, people don't bother reading the text anymore, I don't think, in right move listings. Yeah. Photographs and more plans matter for if you're lucky, but certainly sexy photos, um, uh, a floor plan is essential, um, but then it's also how you get into those passive buyers as well. So um, we've had two really big bits of feedback since opening, Luke, and one is that our floor plans are a site plan, not just a floor plan. So we show the size of the garden and the orientation. Um, and the other is that our listings, people are reading our listings because it's not your normal entrance hall, three and a half foot by four and a half foot plug socket radiator. Our listing is a sexy seller story. Yeah. And it's three or four paragraphs. And it's all of the stuff that people want to know. And it's all wrapped up in a nice written copy, which is quite relaxed and quite informative, but not estate agency in draconian um, yeah. thanks Vicky, for tuning in and uh, reminding me of patience again i feel like it's one o'clock and a tuesday in a leadership meeting all you need to do is jab, jab assad and get him on here and we'll just have a, a have an open one <laughs> yeah so, don't, worry, don't worry about us um i'm just going to get up because i don't know if you saw the report there was a survey this week by 20ci on um, virtual viewing. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't actually. Okay, so let me see if I can find it. You carry on. You carry on talking. 
Yeah, so I, I was just going to mention that this morning on, on my walk, um, there is a new short course by Josh Vegan. Um, so he does, uh, I think there's probably a good 20 or so short courses on his membership program. And one of them, uh, the latest one is Game Changing Questions. Um, and, and generally, estate agents, they don't, they fall into the trap of, of either asking closed questions or open questions. And I would imagine most of them fall into the trap of closed questions. Um, and he took, and, and he took, how can you actually understand your customer, whether or not that's a buyer or seller, if you don't ask the right questions? And how can you prescribe without diagnosing? 100%. Right. So here you go. 70% of let properties within a trial had guided video, uh, had guided virtual viewings. 66% of these tenants let the property without a physical viewing which represent a 90% cost saving for estate agents. Let conversion rates increased by 8.5%. Sales properties had increased conversions of 19.4% better with a guided virtual tour. On average, vendors sold their property for 5.62 more money compared to 20 CI property valuations when a guided virtual viewing was available interesting so what are we talking guided virtual viewing is this where so so we've got the capability with the matterport where we've got a virtual viewing platform that we then guide the viewing on is is that what we're talking here where we have a, a private viewing we, we 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 talk them around we show them everything answer all the questions they've got so according to this right now for example 360 degrees content penetration on listings portals is approximately only five percent of sales listings and close to zero on lettings listings. So one of their clients informed them they carried out a trial of guided virtual viewings with a few estate agents on brands. Just to be clear, this is not a scenario where the agent loses control of a sale and lets everyone who wants to see a complete 360 degree tour at their leisure. A guided virtual tour is one which is either offered by the agent or requested by the prospective tenant or buyer who is then guided around the property by the agent on a virtual tour so in summary it's exactly the same as a physical viewing but the agent and the prospective tenant or buyer is remote does that answer your question yeah cool it's what we offer yeah so yeah. i think the stats are very interesting there yeah that's one of the reports and um something that you said there that again that came out from josh this week um unsubscribe so do you get a lot of unsubscribes in your business? If so, what do you do with them when they say unsubscribe? Okay. Do you actually call them? Okay. And find out why they've undescribed? Because potentially they may have found a, a property in your area. So if you're undescribing them, unsubscribing them without calling them, then again, potentially you're losing an opportunity. So what do you do with unsubscribes? Question there from Anton. Morning, Anton. Hope you're well, my friend. What platform do you offer it on, Andy? So I use Nichecom, N-I-C-H-E-Com, Nichecom. Um, they supply site plan, um, 10 pro photos, Matterport, virtual viewing platform, and EPC for, I want to say, 100 and... 180 pounds for a two bed, 190 for a three and four bed, and 200 for a five bed plus. Um, they do offer drone and elevated photography at an increased fee. I'm sure there's other suppliers. I've just found their turnaround to be great. Um, their editing team is 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 on point, and the virtual viewing platform comes as a byproduct of having the the Matterport tour, which is the latest Matterport, not the earlier one as well. So the picture quality is there um and so obviously if you're you know if you're, you're selling your well for, for me if you're selling your epc at 100 pounds plus fat then you're buying the other in at, at, at 80 to 100 pounds um if the vendor's not paying for it hope that helps okay, okay. Um, uh, one of the other things that came across and this is through katie griffin and martin baum on the house of property podcast they had a really um phil spencer's done a video with um property mark all about viewings as well 
Um, and Phil Spencer talks about um, serious and procedural buyers. You know, so I know a lot of people getting very frustrated that they can't see properties. So Phil Spencer, well-known, trustworthy in property. You know, if Phil's saying this stuff, maybe that's a really useful video that you could be sending out to your um, people that are booking and viewings when they're starting to cause you trouble to say, well, actually, look, <laughs> listen to Phil. Okay, you listen to somebody and you don't trust your estate agent, listen to Phil. Um, and Phil goes into, you know, what serious and procedural is. Um, and it's not just you as the estate agent saying, here you go, you can't see it because you're not serious, you're not procedural. You know, there's actually government guidance, guidance here. So yeah. I thought really useful video that you can share and use. If you want it, I actually posted it last night on my um, SJB Consultancy Facebook page. But if you can't wait that long, just send me a uh, message and I will send it to you, the link. So you've got it and you can send it out and put it on all your, your social channels as well. I think that's really interesting because in a world where instructions are thin on the ground and um, we want to be people pleasers there are agents i mean look there's a, I, I know there's agents locally that are doing viewings to anyone in any position and, and to hell with the guidance no masks no social distancing now not only do i personally think that that's 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 wrong and it's definitely not the route that 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 we will take or would take the fact that we've invested into the technological side and we can offer that virtual viewing means that we don't physically have to disappoint anybody because it you know 10 minutes remotely showing somebody a property and then having that additional conversation and helping them gain the understanding as to why it would be foolish for us to let them view the property when they're not in a position to proceed but but you know leaving so we we leave a little we leave an element of our property launch because the market is so frenetic and fast-paced at the moment if you know if, say four slots at the end of property launch um from 21 to 25 the last hour if somebody that hasn't got a mortgage agreement in principle or or they haven't investigated the finance or they haven't um sold their property or they you know or the chain's not been complete They've, their agents not issued a memorandum of sale on their sale but then during the course of the week when you're launching the property that all falls into place they've had the virtual viewing they like it and then they come back you've still got slots at the end of property launch to be able to accommodate those people but we're not saying no you can't view from from the get-go because we've got that virtual viewing platform yeah, absolutely. And our job is also to progress that customer. So those customers that aren't in that position yet, what can we be doing to help them to progress to be ready? And that could, and obviously they, you've got the normal ones where they're not sold yet, but then you've got yep. customers that can't. So I mentioned it before about the MAB research that they did. Um, so something it was something along the lines of 20% of all the people that they spoke to couldn't get a mortgage at all. 40% of people couldn't borrow the amount that they thought they first could borrow, not higher, that meant that they could borrow less. So again, more, more of a reason to be able to help that customer and to progress the customer to be in a position of whether or not the 95% mortgages are an option or how can you help them and give them the tips. Again, I know people like Jerry have done blog articles about how people can save money to to get that extra deposit from five to 10%, all of a sudden you're going down from a 4% to a two, two and a bit percent interest rate makes it a lot more affordable. But again, I think a lot of agents are just in it for in it for the now and then not having this conveyor belt of customers. So then this conveyor belt could be nine, 12, 18 months down the line. And some of those customers, they pop on the conveyor belt at 18 months. Our job is then to progress them along that conveyor belt to get them in a position to be ready. But maybe perhaps a lot of agents aren't interested in that. And then that becomes the problem that Stephen talked about a couple of weeks ago, where agents are complaining about a lack of stock. It's because they've not been doing the work six, 12, 18 months ago that has now resulted in this scarcity and we go to the whole feast and famine. Yeah. Tom McGee's got a really interesting question on the back of that. Tom says the problem with that then comes when you start operating at any sort of listing volume we literally have 40 plus viewing inquiries within 48 hours of most properties launching. If we were to offer that, the time would be crazy. Tom, what, so so yeah, we get the same. Um, I think on last week's property launch, we've booked 
as it is 25 viewings. However, um, we had about 60 or 70 inquiries. The way that we overcome that is we issue, um, I don't know, are you with Sprift? If you are, um, we issue the key facts for buyers. So um, utilizing as it, uh, Amy, Amy Shields, I saw on Facebook yesterday, who's got the, um, the uh, lowest maintenance front garden in um, Reading. So congratulations for that, uh, Amy, on your low maintenance front garden. Ian, I'm sure that wasn't a euphemism if you uh, check out the comments. Um, but you were looking very good in the uh, the LL hoodie there. So thank you for the, uh, the rep in the brand. Um, but we send out the key facts for buyers and embedded in the key facts for buyers is the all the marketing collateral. So it's the pro photography, it's the site plan and it's also the Matterport walkthrough tour. So we don't physically have to at the first in the first instance have to offer that viewing that virtual viewing that walk around hand holding viewing because we send out the so obviously we our, our leads come through area at the moment and uh, then we get the auto response that goes out we then email the client with the link to the key fact for buyers um and explain to them that there's a video walkthrough in there and if they've got any questions on the on the back of that so what we tend to find tom is that from going to initial right move inquiry to sending out the KFB, which has got all of the school's information, the um, you know, broadband speeds, TV signal, TV connection, um, planning history, everything that's pertinent that the buyer would want to know. We, we, we find that when we send that out together with the video walkthrough tour in it and direct people to have a, have a look through it, um that it negates 50 percent of those phone calls into the office so generally the people that then do phone into the office having seen the video are the ones that actually want to talk to you about the property because there's something about it specifically that they want to ask so that that would be my answer we direct them to our video tour but i'm more saying if you're launching four or five houses a week would you still be able to open them yes yeah, same applies tom so we use the um, I think because we, uh, I think the difference is that you're directing people to the video tour and possibly the customer is looking at that as though they're fobbing me off. Um, whereas we're wrapping it up in the key facts for buyers. So we're wrapping up all of the pertinent information that they would want to know as a purchaser and telling them that as a byproduct of that, there is a virtual tour that they can have um, of the property where they can walk around, um, you know, at their own time and leisure. And if they've got any questions off the back of that. So yeah, I'd still stand by the, for me, the key facts for buyers is reducing about 50% of the wastage into the office. And then the people that we are speaking to have got, whether they're procedural or not, have got real genuine questions about that property that they want answered by a professional and skilled agent, um, which is then opening up a dialogue for us to, to build and nurture that relationship that Luke just mentioned going forwards. And Tom, I was just um, scrolling through LinkedIn this morning and Michael Nettleton was showing a, a demonstration of his sales response, which was talking exactly about what happens when somebody replies through um, Rightmove and he demonstrates how that works. So it may be worth having a conversation with Michael, just going searching um, Michael Nettleton on LinkedIn and having a quick um quick skip through the i think it's about a two three minute video there as to what agent response does and that may answer your question on that as well well or you could speak to luke because um the rumor the rumor mill tells me luke that buddy and hubble have become best friends quite possibly quite possibly <laughs> quite, quite possibly but um there's something i was uh, i was just going to touch on because obviously agent response is, is a great tool that's uh sorting the uh sorting the wheat from the chaff but i mean yes. in, in response i know there's tools like area uh, and things and and we're evolving our version of that um so when and i've just put down the spiff key facts of buyers to send out as part of so when we get an inquiry the customer gets a text message and uh a, an email from from us within like um 10 seconds um, so, <clears throat> so that that lands in, then the customer gets to complete their information. So their information is already in the CRM, so they can update it. So if the portals pulled it through wrong with incorrect spellings, incorrect contact numbers, obviously only one contact, then they can update that. But also, um, it asks for them to have a look around the virtual tour because we were noticing a lot of them were saying, "Can we have a virtual viewing?" Well, it's already available on Rightmove, but I still don't think Rightmove and Super have done a fantastic job in promoting those virtual viewings properly so we send that back to them they they have to click to go 
anywhere further within that process. So they have to look around the um, virtual tour. Uh, but then it also suggests other properties, and those properties might not yet be on the market, uh, as in on Rightmove. So again, that's another interesting or intriguing way to encourage the customer to actually click on the link, because we'll say, um, that there may be other properties that aren't yet available that you need to know about. So again, intrigue and what and in this world of scarcity at the minute of available properties, and it's true because not all of our properties like yours, Andy, hit the portals um, straight away. Um, for it. again, there's a uh, forgive me, I don't know the name of the agent, but Michael Nettleton will do, and I think he's put a post on LinkedIn about it. A certain agent does a, an early bird seven days or something like that in advance just on their website so oh again, yeah and there's the countdown timer there's the countdown, yeah, there's the countdown, timer, countdown clock timer. on the listing yeah, so again, have, have yeah. you got have you got your clients on the vip list i think michael's building that as part of agent response so have you got your clients on the early bird list but they're the clients that are procedable that are qualified that you've asked the game-changing questions to that you know absolutely everything everything about um so and that's cut down and they also specify their preferred viewing times and they can do chunks and that's cut down uh, a lot of a lot of our kind of uh, administrative tasks because then we concentrate on the people that filled the form in we then so they're the priority and then we go back in time with the ones that haven't filled the form in so if you can if the buyers that have taken the time to fill the form and give us all their information, obviously they're the buyers that are more seriously motivated. Again, you want to be working with motivated clients, then get those get those viewings booked in, and it and it work and it works well. It's not it's not um, without errors. We're constantly fine tuning it, but um, we've found that it 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 is a great tool to have, and it was taken as inspiration from Agent Response, but we just took it a little bit step further to integrate it with Inbody. Um, as all, all in one. So you didn't have to do any manual inputting of that data from the portal lead and then the customer could update it themselves. And I think that's brilliant. I mean, as an agent and, and as a business owner, when you're looking at um, what's currently area leads coming in and who knows, you know, what, what that might be in the, what, what that might look like in the future. But when you get something that's a 70 percent plus um, score in terms of completion and customer engagement come into your inbox, um, you, you, you might have four of those when a new listing goes live and you might have sort of 25 that are sort of 16, 17 to 20 percent. Yeah. I know I, I know where we spend our time initially straight away. Um, and it, it, you know, it's going back to those that have filled in that self-service email because they're, yeah. they're, they're your hot and motivated buyers, aren't they? No, absolutely. And and then you've also got to you've got the option to take it further with, uh, and we're just changing our prospecting model. I spoke about it yesterday with Stephen um, when he called. So we're just scoping out a new prospecting model, which was taken as an inspiration from Preston Baker. Um, where similar to you, Andy, I think you've got all the residential addresses in Fetford and, and that kind of area, but we will be able to see from a property level, not just from a contact level, property level, all the interaction that property's got. So whether or not it's ever been let, ever been sold, appeared on a portal, what the history of that price is, um, wow. the full EPC data uh, for all of those properties in Leicester um that, that we've been able to acquire from a certain industry supplier um who enjoys cycling on his on his bike and likes to write a few beefy articles every now and then who's that uh, then who's that then I'm, I'm not giving away chris's secret pulling in that data so somebody's going to phone up for an appraisal sorry Stephen, this because this has just excited mm. me somebody's going to call up for an appraisal for a property they may have tried to sell four or five years ago that I'm hasn't sure. been on anybody's radar ever since and you're going to be able to put that property address in there and it's going to say oh yes you're the property with the brown door that tried to sell four or five years ago with uh chaffins yeah. the, the data covers since 2017 um and then ongoing um and it will also auto prospect so it'll it will bring up um again you can prospect based upon agents if you've got an agent that's not doing say 16 week contracts are doing zero week contracts then it's another way of identifying when there's been a price change it can send off the various triggers postcards mail outs cards whatever um but but yeah like say you book an, an appraisal in oh, i can see you tried to sell the home or when you can ask that question so you know convince have you ever tried to sell before are you a first-time seller oh, no, yeah. no, 
oh, how did that go? And it'll tell you yeah. equally. Again, there's this big disparity between what agents are actually achieving as price. Um, so it will list what the original asking price was and then what it actually went down to as the last advertised price. And then you can track it then further through with land registry pricing. So you'll be able to produce more reliable statistics. Um, so we again, we, we talked about this with our little hardcore masterminders group on a Thursday morning with Anton and Michael. Um, and uh, and it was about um, do clients really care about the data? So do client? I suppose that's a question to our listeners. Do clients really care about throwing stats at them all the time? Does Stephen really care about the podcast? <laughs> so, <Wow. laughs> um, do clients care about? The, do you know what I have? I wrestle with this because I see and I look. I love Chris Watkins. I really value his opinion. Um, and uh, he's always one of the first to offer his time. And then you see the posts that say, you know, sellers don't give a shit about your pie charts and your graphs and your right move stats. And I think to a degree that's true. I think there is a little bit too much willy waving, um, particularly from the valuers perspective um, or booty shaking in the interest of being politically correct um, yeah. on an appraisal. Um, and I do, I do think that that can sometimes be ill-conceived and shallow. I, I also think, though, that there is a time when data becomes very important. Um, and and uh, I think there is a time when people do look at data and value, value data. So yeah. if it's data around price achieved or speed of sale or number of eyeballs on the property, I, I think that data does become, but I am inclined to agree with Chris that the I've sold more houses in, you know, uh, yeah. I don't I don't think people give a shit about that because it's their journey. It's not they're, they're not one of three hundred. They're one of one hundred. Well, one of one. But I do think the important data and the metrics people hold on to. Yeah, uh, ah, I think... welcome back. Yeah, yeah. nice of you to join us. You're Did you forget well. to put your laptop into the power source? Well, no, I yes. <laughs> yes 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 yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just about to mention about i mean chris has just summed it up data itself is irrelevant it's how it relates to the person themselves yes. and to their back pocket and their emotions and how it will change their life so again it again this was something we learned very early on with with julian odell is, is the whole within so what's in it for me and mm -hmm. And there's no point standing there or sitting in, in the living room saying you get 99.9% of asking price. The customer doesn't know what that means because, as we know, um, with ourselves, what does that actually mean to them? Does that mean that they're going to get an extra £10,000 in that back pocket? Then it starts to talk the customer's language. So, again... That's, that's the hook, isn't it? That's the hook. Yeah. But again, we know that not everyone is driven by data. Um, I think we touched on this a little bit. So if you've got maybe Mrs. Miggins that wants to make sure that security is a big issue and she doesn't want to be doing any viewings and she wants the nice Andy Overman to be coming around to do all the viewings to make sure everyone wears their blue overshoes because the the <laughs> the car that her late husband purchased 10 years ago is still looking like brand new and and she really has proud that's more important to her than anything else and yet she's moving mm -hmm. out the house so it, it is it's reading the situation and sometimes you've only got a matter of seconds to read to read a customer and to understand how best and what part of your toolbox you need to be using with that customer do you know you've absolutely hit the nail on the head there because you've reminded me of a scenario about three or four years ago where i won the listing and i uh, it was it was surreal i so i walked in and put my customary blue over 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 shoes courtesy shoes on top of my shoes and we sat down and said, where are you more comfortable? And we began the conversation. And the, she said, um, yes, well, if you can just get on um, and let me know what you need to do to get it listed and how long you'll need. Um, and will you be doing the photography today? And I kind of scratched my head. And I thought, oh, that's great. I'd love to I'd love to work with you. You, you mentioned that you were engaging with um, two or three other estate agents when we spoke a few days ago. She said, yes, um, you're the only person that came in and either offered to remove their footwear or put courtesy slippers on 
And um, if if your attention to detail and consideration for my property is that from the uh, from the get go, then you're the agent that I want to deal with. Versus two or three, however many agents, we didn't even get into the conversation if they were, um, but they just walked in. Um, they shook hands. They they were not unpleasant. They weren't um, rude or disrespectful. The 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 absolute deal clincher was that I put these blue bloody overshoes on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. What what matters? Yeah. Uh, and I think that, that, make, that makes two of us. I did exactly the same thing. Really? Yeah. Except I, yeah, I, I said I've got. I said I've got no idea where um, that dog shit came that I was walking around. Oh, <laughs> I once was listening to you to walk yeah. your dog shit around the house. But isn't that interesting? Because we're quite obsessed as as an industry. If we lose that listing and it's lost to uh, Budget and Scarpa, we're so obsessed with understanding why. We we want to find out from the customer why, and quite often that customer doesn't want to talk to us once they've made that made that decision. Yeah. But yeah. should we not be more obsessed with why customers chose us in the first place? Because then that's going to give us more intelligence as to what to make sure we emphasise. Again, it's yeah. part of that case study. So again, again, this comes back to, and, and it seems like it's part of all I've listened to is Josh Vegan just lately is that. Uh, let's say how many sales have you um, done so far this year, Andy? Let's say it's twenty, so twenty sales or fifty yeah. sales, whatever it is. So fifty sales, so fifty customers have been successful in choosing location, location east, and these are the reasons why, or this is the reasons why we've been appointed as their agent of choice, their trusted, their trusted agent. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just really useful to understand why people are actually using you because I, I would imagine, and ourselves included, we probably don't actually know why. No. Do you know what? That's really interested me. And at a time when we've got the availability to, to, to do that market research and play on those, I'm going to go back through those 23, yeah. 24, however many customers this week, and I'm going to ask that question. And I will report back next week. There you go. That's my commitment. Good. Good. So you're here next week. Exceptional. I will. Yes. I'm going to get the gym finished by 8.45 on a Sunday morning and then come back. Um, but gents, it's time we wrapped up because um, I've promised my beautiful daughters waffles at the garden centre and onto a film. Uh, was it uh, Peter? Is it Peter Rabbit 2? I think. Peter yeah, I've not watched it. I watched Peter Rabbit one in, again in the week, and it's still as funny as ever. Enjoy. Yeah, Peter, Peter Rabbit two. I'm going to fall asleep to. I mean, watch later today with my beautiful girls. <laughs> well, that's all right. I'll be falling asleep watching Spurs game. So, mm. Mm. enjoy. Thanks. Yeah. Everybody. You too. Really appreciate well, it. Or listening, please rate rate Andy Overman coming back on the show. Um, tag us tag us in show us that you've listened really appreciate it have a good sunday everybody and a really good week and we look forward to seeing you next sunday have a good one gents thanks a lot for your time take care bye bye bye, bye.